We're hitting the tasting. We're hitting the tasting, right? Tasting is very important. Like, yeah, very important. The thing I know most about wine is <laughs> the tasting. To another episode of Friends of the Vine Wine Podcast. So, episode 74. When we last chatted, I was in the south of France and I was talking with Charlotte Lemster Bake from Chateau Canet. That was a great chat. And this episode features Koki, Koki's World of Wine. She is a wine vlogger. She does uh, online wine video content, shares her passion and her energy for wine through her her videos and her various blogs that she does. Uh, Koki is a uh, Set Diploma graduate uh, she's a University of Toronto University student as well. She's works for trade bodies. She goes on trade uh, trade missions for them overseas. She was just recently in Europe, hitting a bunch of uh, countries through Europe, uh, and just a great fun person to chat with. Just her level of energy and passion uh, that she has for wine uh, just shows through. So. Uh, we actually pick it up. Speaking of university, we actually pick it up. She's just finished a class and she's driving home and she has an exam the next morning and yeah, let's, uh, let's get right into it. I know. And you know, what's like so bad is that, um, the, we have an exam tomorrow and I didn't know until tonight. (laughs) Classic. Super into wine stuff, but then when it comes to um, university normal class, I used to I used to love it, but I'm so focused on right now that I kind of out of touch. So you're kind of over yeah. your you're into your niche right now, and you're kind of over other yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Just trying to finish up and graduate. So yeah. Well, yeah. I th- I think it's not that there's not a lot of obviously not that there's not a lot of young young people in wine and young females in wine but the fact that you've taken on this passion so early in your life is is not unique but it is unique in a sense you know what i mean yeah totally how did how did that come about like to be to be this young and i keep saying young but i mean to be younger um, yeah yeah absolutely i'm definitely a younger person um, so i actually found uh i learned about the master sommelier diploma exam when i was um 17 and i immediately knew from that that i was really interested in wine so i never was a big drinker or anything like that still not but knowing that you can get so in depth into wine was really interesting for me and i feel like it's something that um, you can add a lot of value with because everyone cares about wine a little bit and so that was really interesting to me to be able to, you know, make people's days better by making myself educated in wine was something that I was interested in. And and it covers all the things that I care about, which is pretty much everything. So history, geography, geology, 
science, um, history, oh, I already said that, culture, <laughs> everything. So um, I just don't like closing doors. I never liked, you know, dropping courses in uh, when you had to make your selections. I always liked to keep all the doors open. And I feel like wine was a way I was able to do that and uh, have fun in the process. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Long story short, was a uh, learning about the MS program, and, and I thought that's so cool. Yeah, and interesting because, like you said, a lot of people are there's at least some connection to wine, or there's some people, even if they're if that's not their first choice, let's say, right? Like because a lot of the, especially with the younger younger demographic, uh, it might be more cocktails or gin and tonics or apple spritz or white claws or who, whatever it is that you know, Prosecco, whatever it is, wine isn't necessarily the number one, but it is on the list somewhere. Yeah, no, it's definitely not something that people my, uh, my age, so I'm, I just turned 23 and people who are my friends, my age, they don't even drink wine at all. Like maybe one in five people will bring a bottle of wine to a party, but usually it's other things. So it's super um, out of the ordinary for someone my age to be in wine at all let alone um completely immersed in it so yeah it's definitely unique and um kind of uh interesting to a lot of my friends <laughs> well i'm sure you're educating them as as you're educating yourself you're educating them along, along along with it oh yeah absolutely and i even had some of my old um teachers dm me on instagram like saying hey like <laughs> i'm going on a date um, from when I was in high school asking me what wines they should bring so it's it's really funny and uh, full circle but my friends my age they kind of don't even know where to start with wine they don't even really have questions most of the time so when they get older I'm sure I'll be able to help them more <laughs> than I can now well and speaking of the Instagram I've, and I've been following you for a while but you've you've gone crazy with your Instagram like you're your presence and your followers is uh, really grown in the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny. I, I looked at, you know, I, it'll say to you, you know, your mutual friends or your mutual followers. And um, there's, there's about six, we have about 16 or 17 mutual followers and there's some big names in there too. There's some big names oh, yeah. that you've, you've got on your Instagram. You think? <laughs> Well, let's 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 go with a few of them. Um, yeah. Madeline Puckett. Oh yeah, she's cool. Um, Jason Wise. A lot of the Psalm family are on your are on your Instagram, and that's it. Was that an that's, influence for you? I mean, yeah, that was actually the um, honestly that was the movie that I saw when I was seventeen. That was the that was what did it. And that's a common theme with with a few people that I that I know that. Oh got really? In, got into being a psalm, and they just they fell in love with the movies, and they fell in love with, like you said, about all the things that wine entails, right? History and religion and science and all those things. Uh, Jason yeah. does a great job of, of of finding all that, right? Totally, and I feel like there's going to be a whole generation of us that got in from the movie, maybe. I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean, and and it's 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 how things happen culturally right like how many people got into sports because of you know um michael jordan or wayne gretzky or or you know lebron james or whoever right i i remember um one time dustin commented on one of my posts and that was a pretty cool 
pretty cool thing. And then he followed me, and I I was really excited. And I told my friends about it, and they were like, "Nice, <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> this is a big deal." <laughs> that is, and that's funny because it's. I think it was my fifth podcast. I got Rash Par on, and I'm like, yeah. well, "What do I do now? I've I just got Rash Par. Now what am I supposed to do?" <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how you go up from there. Right? Like, I'm just going to close up shop now, right? Like, yeah, he's pretty cool. I haven't brushed shoulders with him yet, but that's definitely a dream. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And um, when we were in California uh, last last year in the summer, I brushed shoulders with a few guys, and uh, it was uh, pretty, pretty cool. What, was there something, I mean, beyond the movies, was there something like within wine itself that you, just found like like people always talk about the epiphany right like sometimes people talk about having an epiphany moment or an epiphany wine um i think i continue to have moments like that along the way like wines that stop me in my tracks that really make me uh, think about wine or understand that wine can be a whole new dimension as i'm like i'm pretty young but i haven't tasted you know so many different uh wines that kind of just come you come across over the years so as I as I um, get to see what those are like, I definitely have more moments like that. But I don't know that there was there wasn't really one wine or anything that that stopped me in my tracks at the beginning because I didn't really have the ability. Like I sort of developed my theory knowledge myself before I started to um, get to taste wine from someone who understood wine enough to teach me how to enjoy it you know what i mean like my senses were really developed um to appreciate great wine by anyone except for myself and that just came through theory knowledge um, along the way so uh yeah i didn't have many crazy wine moments early on it was more about wow i didn't know you could understand wine to this level and just tried to familiarize with myself with everything was yeah that was the that was how I started out. Was there um, was there certain regions or certain areas that really drew you in to begin with as well? I don't know about particularly for me. I actually started with um, Madeline Puget's book, uh, Wine Quality, and and that, that's so it's so um, such a wide sweeping uh, book that it wasn't. I didn't really start by focusing on one region. No, it was more it was more about the um, overall all of the different grapes and, and um, yeah, just the getting a general understanding of wine. And, and the idea of blind tasting was something I really thought was cool early on as well. So I started listening to um, those old guild song podcasts that um, I really found super cool. So developed my own sense of blind tasting, even without tasting a lot of the, the wines that much. It was just about um, knowing theoretically if you're tasting this like what should you be thinking in your head for blind tasting so um that was something that i found really interesting and yeah i think i think more just like understanding the entire world of wine has been how i've approached it rather than just region by region but as i've traveled i've become more um familiar and and passionate about certain regions like champagne i i really feel um lots of passion for and and get goosebumpy when i uh, think about the history there um, and then in terms of the wine from the glass, like from the Northern Rhone, the Syrahs really, really, really speak to me. Um, yeah. You can't, you can't go wrong with that area. That's for sure. 
you really can like I I really I really had a, I was just there and I had really interesting experiences with those the winemakers and and just being with the to like the most famous winemakers in the world and like realizing that they're just they're just people right they're just like people with dirt on their shoes and and they uh they just are really good at uh their craft and as i study people who are great at anything um you know like you focus on what makes what makes you passionate and you don't get distracted by all the noise they don't watch too much tv they they read wine articles and they check on their barrels and that's really what it comes down to it's like success in any field and so finding those like people who are a little wacky and uh those are the ones who make the best wine so yeah i think i think the northern Rome is a really cool place to do that there's not a lot of gatekeepers it's not too um like champagne it's more difficult because there's a lot of tourism but um in the Rome, it was pretty rogue i remember getting stuck in the I got stuck in the galley because I thought it was a good idea in the Chateau to, to pop, uh, you know, those big rocks with um, the big soil rocks. Yeah. I thought it was a good idea to drive through vineyards like I always do. And then I got stuck and I couldn't, the, the rocks just kept getting bigger. So I called, um, I was really close to this place called Chateau de Nelly, which the Gigal know. So I call up um, the Gigals and I get Marcel <laughs> on the phone and I'm like, I'm crying at this point, and it's Saturday at lunchtime, the worst time you could possibly call um, anyone in France. And uh, he's like, I'm crying on the phone saying, can you help me? Like, can you please help me, like, find someone nearby, maybe your vineyard manager from Chateau de Nalise who understands the, the galet. And I knew I didn't need a tow truck. I needed someone who knows the rock, right? So um, he's, he says, oh, yeah, call me back in 30 minutes. I'm just having lunch. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, just through my travels, I've become more passionate about regents and understanding producers. And I, I think that's how I've, I'm um, taking the regents one by one. But uh, yeah, I don't know. They have their own charm once you get there and and uh, meet these people. You just kind of have a little giggle to yourself when you see a label or an appellation. Remember, like, what the people are like there, what happens. It's funny. It's funny you say that because we were in... Um um we were in the languedoc region um Languedoc region in uh in august and we went to a winery at like 11 and he's like you know it's pretty close to lunch <laughs> like we're like it was the same thing it was like a saturday we're like we're like we got an hour and he's like oh i don't know <laughs> you know and then if it gets to their lunchtime then they're like they start like getting really uncomfortable whatever yeah. they're doing i remember i was trying to mail a package in um Taylor Retage and um I'm there and it becomes like one minute past noon and they like everyone like the package is almost almost taped up but they're like they're sort of rolling their eyes they're like tapping their feet they're they're really uncomfortable they're like it's lunchtime like no <laughs> too funny yeah that's funny it, it, it almost reminds me though a bit of the Okanagan where, like you're talking about wacky winemakers and and accessibility and stuff because I mean the the Okanagan's always been very good for that where you can spend a couple hour a couple hours barrel tasting with a winemaker and you're like you sure you don't have something else to do like you've just spent like two hours with me walking around walking around the vineyards and then all now we're barrel sampling and you know what I mean like and it's just you just show up and they're just so accommodating yeah some of them are so generous with their time and um, it's really it's really really helpful when you're studying or learning absolutely how did you decide to 
to blog as much as you do and to share what you're learning to to kind of keep it out there and 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 spread spread it spread the knowledge yeah um that's a good question i kind of started because i lived um i was living by myself for a while and i um was studying wine a lot and this was back in the early days and i just thought that i have so much of this I'm learning so many cool things and it would be cool to be able to share this with people um, so they can learn too, right? Because these are helpful things. Like why does Merlot taste this way and Cabernet Sauvignon taste that way? So um, it started out with just me making posts um, to for my parents and their friends. It was kind of like, um, you know, a lot of people my age have an Instagram account and then they have another account that's like people call it a Finsta or like a you know, a spam account. So you just yeah. post ridiculous things on there for your closest friends. So it kind of started out as a wine version of that. And it was just like this wacky account where I would talk about wine. And slowly it really picked up. And I don't know, I never had I never had a vision of it becoming super popular or anything. And every time I saw people who had a lot of followers, I thought, oh my gosh, like, wow, you know, it must be so cool. And it must be so difficult to build that. And I could never do that or anything like that and, and slowly um yeah I, I think that if your goal is to be is to have a lot of followers and and that I don't think that's a it's gonna it's just not the best way to approach it and and for me it was just a byproduct of me like needing to tell someone it was almost like a journal like I'm learning all this stuff and I kind of got to get it <laughs> otherwise I'll go crazy so um that's kind of how it worked for me I think you have to just do what you love and and naturally if you're doing that and you're doing it with passion you'll be successful at it however success comes out in that in that form um but yeah it, it just kind of happens that way and it's been a wild ride since i started out like i don't know three years ago or something speaking about passion i think it shows though in your videos and it shows your enthusiasm and your energy and that that always shows in your content so I think that resonates with a lot of people and that's those, like you said, those are the, those are the Instagram um, accounts you want to follow, right? You want to follow those high energy accounts that have a lot of good knowledge and, and a lot of good enthusiasm. And if you're, if you are of a similar mindset that you want to enjoy wine, want to learn about wine, of course you're going to follow someone who's totally into it. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I, I feel like um, passion is just such a cool thing in this world. And a lot of people, um, who have it they're just they're just really cool to be around and I always strive to spend my time around passionate people and and I work like I try really hard to to spend as many minutes of my day being passionate myself as possible and I think that um, it's the most it's the coolest um, sort of like thing and it's rare in this world so um, whenever I can I try and cultivate it and, and encourage people around me to make decisions that allow them to be passionate more often and I think it's just the, yeah, the coolest thing ever, passion. I don't even care what people are passionate about. Like, it's so cool to, like, I would follow an Instagram account that's passionate about, I don't know, like, phone cases or something random. <laughs> I don't know. I literally, like, literally anything. As long as there's passion, I think it's really cool. So that's, those are the kind of people that I, I um, try and model myself after. And you can, again, bringing it back to the winemakers, you can really feel it. Like, I I was visiting the Jamais and, and they're talking about just how, how they, um, they don't travel and they don't, they 
don't have grand parties drinking a bunch of back vintage wine. Like they just focus on their wine and they don't listen to people who tell them how to make their wine. They just make their wine and keep to themselves and, and do their thing. And they make some of the best wines in the world. I think it's really cool. And I think for them, just having a, a dinner, like a winemaker's dinner or dinner with stuff, you know, other like-minded people in the area uh, is yeah. they're, they're happy with that. And though, but those are the coolest things though, to have yeah, just a like, bunch of content, yeah. like a bunch of people like that who sharing stories and stuff. Yeah, totally. Like when the, when the coolest people get together and, and it's just like someone's backyard, right? So cool. Was there somebody in particular that you drew inspiration from or? It... For me, my inspiration um, is mainly drawn from uh, rather than wine people actually from I've from mindset leaders so uh, that's kind of I just made up that term but um, people who sort of like leadership coaches I guess um, Robin Sharma I think he's really cool he talks about the 5 a.m club and I in my most amazing days am doing that so like waking up at 5 a.m and and going through this regimen working out journaling and then reading and then you try and spend like the next 90 minutes of your day doing something that if you did every day would put you ahead in your field. And just like things like that, sort of installations in your life that you can uh, use to become uh, more in tune with yourself. So stuff like that. And then there's another guy named John Maxwell. I love his podcast. It's just people that talk about being passionate and and eliminating the noise in your life and not getting caught up doing um, scrolling and, and stuff like that is that's kind of where I draw most of my inspiration from and then um, apply it to the wine. That's such a great mindset to have. And for, for your age, as I, I keep, I keep harping on it, but to be <laughs> that, to be that grounded and that knowledgeable, um, you know, just thinking back in my own life, uh, going through college and going through university and stuff and not, not having that vision yet, you know what I mean? Until I was maybe 30. And having that, uh, of course, us men, you know, we take a while to mature, right? So <laughs> that's fun. Just to not know, not know your your vision in life or your passion in life, uh, to and for you to know it at an earlier age. Um, yeah. No, I think I got really lucky there. Like I, I was in um, high school, and I remember I have journal entries from myself where I was freaking out because I had no idea. I knew I had a lot of passion inside of me, but I didn't know where to channel it. And I was my biggest fear was that I would end up just doing a nine to five that I didn't like, and you know, not not finding a way to express my um, true creativity. I was always like a little off, I would say in school. Like I, I had so much energy and creativity and I always wanted to be a little different. And I feel like my teachers now looking at what I do, they're like, okay, good. Finally, she found this, she found a way to channel her energy. So I was always scared I wouldn't. And I feel so lucky that I was able to find something that allows me to sort of be my true self without, um, you know, breaking the rules all the time, but actually in a way that, being myself helps me excel so it's a lucky situation for sure yeah it's a, it's a great way to put it to be your true self without like you said literally exploding with not knowing where to channel that yeah channel it's that scary it's terrifying when you feel that way and you don't know what you love it's really scary you've done some travel recently some pretty cool regions i would say spain portugal that was that was the most recent yep yeah, I just did a, a sort of grand tour of Europe kind of thing just now. Um, that was pretty cool. 
I sometimes do some um, like press trips with a trade body and then um, sort of add on my own travel to the back and front end of that, which um, I just did. So I started in Champaign and then um, went down to uh, Sherry, actually, in the south of Spain, and then back up to Bordeaux and then um, over to Lyon, where I went down to um, almost to Provence and did the entire north and southern Rhone. And then um, over to Vigno Verde, actually, for the, uh, you know, the wine of Portugal and all their cool varieties. And that was on a uh, trip with the Vigno Verde um, trade body. So nice. touring my entire region and learning about the quality. Actually, everybody who's listening, the, uh, the grape Aveso is so cool. And that's one of the varieties that's in the Vigno Verde mix. But there's also some single variety wines. And they are incredible. Those are probably the most impressive ones for me. They can um, age really well. And yeah, it was awesome to see the quality coming from that region. What was the variety again, you said? Aveso. So it's oh. A-V-E-S-S-O. Okay. I'll have to check yeah. that out. Good stuff. And they're the wines that be like tasting like, I don't know, $40, a, a $40 bottle from the New World. Kind of this just like great neutral white wine that's you know, offers florality, complexity, richness, everything. And it would be like, oh, yeah, that one's three euros. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah don't, don't get me started. Don't get me started on that stuff. I live in BC, so we, we, we were the worst for the taxes oh, yeah. over here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We actually went to a, um, a producer. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Epimian Wine Club. No, um, it's a it's a Canadian wholesaler. It gets wine from around the world, and basically every month they'll do different different uh, regions and stuff, and okay. um, like all all over the world, every every six weeks they'll do a bunch of different regions. And and so what, when we were there in France in the summer, we went to see one of the producers we bought from, and you know it's maybe 28, 28 29 Canadian. Um, to buy it through the club with all the taxes and we're over there drinking it for seven euros and uh you know it's just like <laughs> it feels so weird right like yeah you, you know that if you could get these wines at home and you have all these crazy ideas of what would you do but that you can only bring two bottles home so yeah that's yeah exactly yeah yeah we played that game with napa with we brought back like nine bottles and we said oh no it's two two per day it's two per day, right? Two come on, day. two per day, right? It. Like, come on, two per day. <laughs> so I actually brought back, I don't know, like eight bottles or something this time, and they just let me through. I was surprised. Funny. But the land borders are more tricky. They charge me 100% tax on four bottles this time. Yeah. I had, a, uh, I had somebody uh, send me a, some wine from the States. No. For free. And, they, and I got charged the uh, 100%. 100 percent of it and i said it was, a, it was a gift like it's a comp it's a um what do you call it a uh, sample and yeah. they're like we're charging you what what the face value would have been and oh uh i'm like i didn't but i didn't pay anything for it the face value is nothing zero and uh, they still charged me so i basically paid for it even though even though they tried oh to God. send me wine for free so yeah it's an interesting country we live in. <laughs> have you um, speaking of? Have you got any plans for for BC or Niagara in the this year? 
Yeah, so I'm going to do um, a little tour of Niagara coming up, and then um, they there's the Niagara Ice Wine Festival going on um, starting this week, so I might pop down there. Um, and then they always have the cool climate Chardonnay event, which is super fun in the summer. So, um, yeah, I try and shine some light on the local region, um, which is Niagara, because I'm out that way. But uh, I haven't planned anything for BC, although I would be interested in doing something um, coming up. I actually haven't been to the Okanagan, believe it or not. So. Oh, I've got Shame lots of me. contacts. Shame on you. I've got lots of contacts. If you ever are out this yeah. way, I can um, I can show you around. And Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, there's some great, great, small... Can you make sure I don't get stuck wonders. in the rock? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no promises. I'll, I'll do the I'll do the driving. Yeah, exactly. Some of the great wines where I've met some of the winemakers, and like I was saying, you're walking around, and then you know you're going to barrel sampling, and you're like, I've literally taken up like two hours of your time. Like how how is this possible? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And some of them are like, especially in sherry, they're just like letting me like stick my nose and flashlight in all the barrels and like. Yeah. Oh yeah, you want to try that? That's from 1966. Here, let's taste some. It's like, oh yeah, cool. Like, it's just so funny. They're so generous, and it's it's awesome. It's so so kind. Yeah, helpful. And I, I think like what you're saying before, when you show your interest and you show your honesty and transparency and and enthusiasm, it's it's infectious, right? And so so the people want to, they want to open up. Yeah, I think so. And, and once they realize that that if they did share it with you, it would it, they, that you would feel a similar level of joy that they would uh, by enjoying it, then they're really happy because even me, like I don't, I have some cool bottles and I love to open them for my friends, but I would so much rather open them for a stranger who understands or thinks it's cool rather than, um, you know, someone I'm really close with who doesn't. So I think that also comes into play when you're visiting them and, and when it comes to their time and their, their wine. So. What's what's the most recent um, glass that you had? Is there something mo the most recent the most, one that you're you're really craving? The most recent what glass of wine that I had? Yeah, just something that you're you're enjoying right now a lot. Um. Yeah, probably Syrah from Northern Rhone. Still, I I also think that there it's really cool the wines from Rivera del Duero. Um, I love the color concentration. I just think it's so funny and so cool. Like oh, your tongue is black after that. So I had some of that recently, uh, but I really don't drink much actually, like almost ever. So just champagne every maybe like. Yeah. Well, and. Weeks or something. <laughs> say that again, Sri. Maybe I'll have some champagne like once every three weeks or something. It kind of ebbs and flows, but I really um, like, I don't, I don't drink like really i don't know yeah there's enough i mean there's enough time for tasting and there's yeah, I've had... just so much tasting and, and i you know i don't i'm yeah. not i understand the risks of of at such a young age having a lot of alcohol and, and becoming reliant on it or whatever so i love wine so much and just the thought of something anything getting in between me and my true love which is wine is terrifying so i'm very cautious about you know the risks of that stuff and i don't know yeah. that no I, I i don't disagree i i i know a friend who wrote a an article about she's um she runs a winery up in in um the okanagan 
and uh, she she talks about going to all these trade events and going to all these tastings and pouring pouring wine and you know it's oh well we're in the wine biz so who cares if it's eleven o'clock in the morning and we're you know um, having a an early lunch with three glasses of wine et cetera et cetera and you get into that mindset where well I'm in yeah. the business I'm in the business and you know no it's a slippery slope I think. And it's also just, you don't feel so good. Like if you're maybe later on, I will more, but I like, I go to university, I'm a full-time university student. And then I got my Instagram and I'm traveling and, and I'm also studying chemistry now. It's just like a lot of things going on. And, and like, if you, if anyone's trying to do that much stuff, like you can't be drinking all the time, that would be a bad mix. It's not possible. So it's, it's like anything I feel for me, drinking is completely separate from what I do. Like I study wine and, and I never post about drinking or anything like that. And it's completely separate. Like it's, I might as well be having a educational account on rocks or something. Like I talk about drinking just as much as you would in that context. So yeah, for I sure. think it's a completely separate concept and studying wine is, is an academic pursuit for me. And then drinking is, is like a completely separate thing. That's like drinking for anyone else. Yeah. I don't know. It's a personal distinction and, and I don't, know a lot of people who feel such a like such a strong way about it but um i don't know i'm i'm very uh regimented speaking of the educational side i know you have a exam tomorrow morning so maybe i should probably let you go oh yeah wait yeah it i know oh i forgot about it Ian. i forgot about it for a second no 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 <laughs> it's reminding me did i make you feel uncomfortable when i reminded you that you reminded me <laughs> That's uh, we seem to have lost our connection, uh, and I'm gonna go now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, thanks so much. This was really fun. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, that, I'll definitely reach out if I head out that way. Yeah, no, please do. I think we're gonna leave it there for now. Thanks for listening. For more wine conversation and podcast updates, you can follow us on Instagram at Ian's Wine Truths. Check out our website for great photos of our guests friendsofthevine.podbean.com Take care. Have a glass for me. I don't know. I like Pinot. He does like Pino. I do like Pino. Oh, it's such a Pino. Pino, Pino, Pino.